0: Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, exxon Radio TV, And for all the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365 on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. Exxon Nation, one of the most... Interesting topics today, and one of the topics that is certainly gaining more and more speed is the topic of um, afterlife communication and the study of afterlife. Over the past, I've had the pleasure of not only having Roberta Grimes on The Exxon, but producing her show that was broadcast here on The Exxon Broadcast Network and still on on many of our uh, affiliates. And one of the guests that she had on her show was Dr. Craig Hogan. Now, he has a PhD. He's also the author of Your Eternal Self. And, and I decided to ask Dr. Hogan to come on to the One because, like I said, this topic is, is gaining speed. More and more people are talking about afterlife, afterlife communication, afterlife visitations. And it seems that not only is the veil between this reality and the afterlife becoming thinner and thinner and thinner. So is the veil when it comes to people not only talking about the afterlife but accepting the afterlife as a part of this reality. Dr. Hogan, as I said, is the author of Your Eternal Self presenting the scientific evidence that the mind is not confined to the brain. The afterlife is a reality. People minds are linked and that mind affects the physical world. He is the president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. And uh, he has been a, you know, he has a physical mediumship circle with table movement and seance sessions. He has the remote viewing ability. He communicates with people in the afterlife. He teaches people how to communicate with the afterlife. And he has done successful ITC work. Joining me now is Dr. Craig Hogan. And uh, Dr. Hogan, always a pleasure talking to you, sir. And thank you for all the wonderful work that you do and the awareness that you're bringing to the masses.
1: Well, thank you, Rob. It is something which is very close to my heart. We are, as you say, seeing a change in humanity. Mm-hmm. And are things that are opening up now that we just have to let people know about. Because we've got the facts. We know what the science is of the study
0: of the afterlife. How did you become involved in afterlife study, sir?
1: When I first found out that I have medium abilities and Mm -hmm. and that I have psychic abilities, I realized then that the greater reality, the reality that's outside of this small piece of reality that we experience, is much greater and that the people who have passed away from this reality have gone on to another realm. And so I began to become interested in communicating with them. And helping other people to communicate with them. And so I started to develop methods of, of communication and study methods of communication. And we formed the Afterlife Research and Education Institute to try to help people to learn how to communicate themselves and to get the, uh, the facilities that they need in order to be able to communicate.
0: I would imagine that one of the most common questions that you would be asked is, uh, you know, why are, why are you so certain, sir? that we continue to live after the body, after the body dies, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, one of the reasons is that we know that the mind is not in the brain. So that's been established, and mm-hmm. we know that from simple things like remote viewing. Uh, that we're able to sit down and we can focus on something that is thousands of miles away, right. and we can describe what it is. Somebody can put some, uh, an object on a table And tell me I have an object on my table in New Jersey. And I can sit in my office in Illinois and I can tell them what that is, describe it for them, and identify what it is. And that means that the mind is not in the brain. It's not confined to the brain. And so that also means that that when the brain ceases to function, Mm -hmm. mind keeps on going. And so we know that the mind is going uh, afterwards because of the fact that people have communications with the afterlife and we get messages back. We're getting hundreds of thousands of, of records of messages now. Some of these are on recordings. Uh, there was a medium named Leslie Flint from the 20th century, who we have recordings of him sitting in a room and with uh, just one person sitting there, And he would bring through their loved ones, that person's loved ones from the other side. And they would have conversations just like they were sitting at the breakfast table about their lives and about what was going on and what it was like on the the next realm of life. And we have recordings of those now. Uh, Anybody can go and listen to those at uh, the Leslie Flint Foundation or on one of my websites, adcguides.com. But they're available for anybody to listen to. So we've got the records, the people are communicating with us in a variety of ways. We have 16 different methods of communication. And so we're getting the records from them, and, and they are telling us the truths about the afterlife, about the reality of this life. And we're really, as you say, the veil is dropping, and we really are being able to communicate clearly with those on the other side.
0: Dr. Hogan, how different is the realm on the other side compared to how we have been led to believe the realm is on the other side?
1: Yeah, that's all fiction. Uh, there's a great mythology that's developed mm-hmm. around what the afterlife is like and the afterlife, when when we go on to the next realm, really really it shouldn't be called the afterlife, because we're on a spiritual plane now. Right. The earth plane is a spiritual plane. So what we're doing is we're going from the earth plane over to another spiritual plane but that spiritual plane is just like this one and the reason is that it would be a shock to our systems if we went into another realm and it was very different so the realm that we enter when we go on when we drop the body and we go on Mm -hmm. is just the same as this realm except it doesn't have the negatives Uh, and it has many things that are much more uh, emphatic much more more Impressive to to us to the people who pass over Uh, for instance There are colors that we don't see on this realm of life. There are sounds that we don't that we don't hear Uh, There are experiences that people have there that they don't have on the earth plane And so in those ways, it's even better. It's much better than on the earth plane but there none of the drawbacks are, are there there is no depth there are no beginnings right. and endings all of those sorts of things uh, so it is uh, and some people when they cross over they think that they are just dreaming because the next plane of life is so much like this one that they don't realize that they have passed away and uh, so then they have to have people come and tell them they wow. have to be counseled to realize that they have passed away and they've gone on to the next plane of life
0: if there's a next plane of life, sir, does that mean there was a a previous plane of life that we existed in prior to this one? What
1: happens is that there is a higher self, and the higher self is who we are, mm-hmm. and it is a bigger body. It has many selves in it, so there are many lives in this higher self. And the higher self has always existed, it had no beginnings, it will have no ends, but within that higher self then there are individuals who will incarnate onto planes, such as the earth plane, and any of the other millions of other planes. And they will incarnate under those planes and then they will become individuals They'll grow up from from right. infancy and they will continue into adulthood uh, if they live a full life and then they will pass and they will go, they will go back to the plane reality that we have that's outside of this reality the greater reality and when they go there then they are one with the higher self and so then they can share experiences among mm-hmm. the various people there who have had experiences on the earth plane but uh, we, we do grow from infancy into adulthood and then we carry that on with us so our personalities are exactly the same when we pass on to the next plane of life and we do the same things we have the same interests and we gradually grow from there and from there then we become even more spiritually mature uh, more capable of, of using our mental faculties and, and and using our spiritual faculties. And we then eventually can pass into being more like celestial beings. But we are the same person when we cross over that we are just before we pass away.
0: All right. So help me understand if I have this right. We have to take a commercial second. So I'm going to commercial in within a minute. So I'm just going to see if I can get this lined up correctly before we go to the break. Um, so we've... Come here to basically learn, experience, and then we go to the next level.
1: That's right. So, okay. in other words, it's like going to grad school.
0: Ah, got you. All right, so, doctor, please stand by. You and I have to take our first break. And Exonation, my guest this hour, is Dr. Craig Hogan. He's with the Afterlife Studies and, um, I'm sorry, the Afterlife Institute. And if you'd like more information about Dr. Hogan, visit www.afterlifeinstitute.org. And we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. And welcome back everyone. We're talking to our guest this hour, Dr. Craig Hogan. We're talking about afterlife studies and afterlife communication. If you'd like to find out more about Dr. Hogan, visit www.afterlifeinstitute.org. This, this, this all-knowing power or this supreme being that, that we were talking about in the previous segment, would this be the mythological god?
1: no not in the in the sense of the judo judeo-christian god that is not the god okay there there is nothing but god uh amic the uh quantum physicist said Mm he had studied and and had worked to try to understand the universe and reality and and what was happening in physics and quantum mechanics and and he said he finally came down to the realization that that it dawned on him one day there is nothing but god in other words When we look for God, we are in the mind of God. We are the mind of God. We ourselves are part of that mind, but that's the source of creation. And out of the source of creation then bubbles up all of the things that we experience. And so we can't separate ourselves from God, but there is no God outside of us. There's no old man with a long beard sitting on a mountain someplace. And uh, that uh, is a a mythology. It was uh, served primitive peoples, but it is not true. We know that today.
0: So what is our purpose here, sir? If if we are born to die just in order to progress to the next level or the next part of our evolution, and yet on the other side, when we get there, we can actually talk to other people who have experienced this. So why do we need to come here and experience the trials and tribulations of life?
1: Yeah, and there are trials and tribulations, and that's the way that the Earth School is set up. Uh, we can't have those experiences without experiencing them. So in other words, people can tell us about it. Sure. Somebody could wave a magic wand and, and mm-hmm. we could remember ha- having experiences like that. But we can't really have the experiences until we have the experiences. And consciousness, and meaning all of consciousness that is all of humankind, can't grow experientially to become what it can become. If we don't go through this period of time of, of going through the challenges overcoming the challenges, learning from them, learning how to love and how to have compassion, how to accept other people. And if we don't go through the experience of learning those mm-hmm. things, then we don't have that, that essence, that ability to love, that ability to have compassion. We have to go through the process of learning it. And in the earth school, which is what we're in now, we have to grow up in earth school starting as infants, and we learn all of the tricks and trades of the earth school, but then we have to give them all up. And once we give them all up, then we can search and we can find that that love and that compassion was behind all of what we had learned in Earth School. All we had to do was rip it away. And then once we took away the cloak, there was love and compassion. That's a large part of what we do in Earth School.
0: Are there other schools throughout the universe or is the Earth School the school?
1: There are millions of them and so there are different planes and they they -hmm. they say on the other side the way they describe it is there are different planes and spheres and what they're indicating by planes and spheres is that there are extraterrestrials for instance and that they are different spiritual beings uh, but they are part of the one consciousness they are part of what we are and so we could have chosen we chose to incarnate on the Earth plane and we chose to go through the experiences in earth school But we could have chosen another plane, we could have chosen another sphere, we could have chosen other circumstances, but we do plan this life. So we planned it before we made the decision to Mm -hmm. incarnate. We knew about our families before they even married each other. We knew about them before they conceived the the fetus that would become the the body that we would use in this lifetime.
0: So we read the script.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we read the script, we cheated. Uh, We read right to the last page and... uh, we read the ending. And so we have become now, we are, what it was that we had planned to become. And we're learning the lessons we had wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. We're going through the the kinds of experiences we had decided we wanted to have. But we still have free will. We can still opt out. So it's possible for us to say, you know, I, I'm not going to live sure. this kind of life. I'm going to do what I want to do.
0: But if that happens, sir, aren't we upsetting the time-space continuum?
1: <laughs> no, it's... Uh, it's one of those things that that uh we are evolving, consciousness is evolving, mm-hmm. but as we evolve right now in this now period of time, right, we are evolving the past and we are evolving the future, and we are evolving everything that humankind can be or will be or has been
0: but in order to in order to look at it that way, sir, that means that individually we can change our destiny and our past without affecting any other destiny or path of any other being or consciousness. That's right. But that that's makes a, no sense.
1: Yeah, that's the way it is. What we can do is, we, can, we will change consciousness, though, we will change the bigger C, consciousness, mm-hmm. the mind of God. We will change it to become more loving and compassionate by ourselves becoming more loving and compassionate. On the other hand, if we are cruel and violent, mm-hmm. then we change that big C consciousness to be a little more cruel and violent. So we are in that way affecting humankind. We are affecting consciousness. And, and as the world develops, as, as people, as humankind understands these truths that we're learning now, mm-hmm. humankind will change and it will evolve and it will become more loving and compassionate. And that will make all the difference in the world.
0: Why do our deceased want to communicate with us if we get to see them in the future? What is the, nece- what, what is the necessity and, and won't what they tell us affect what the mission is that we're on here in this pl- on this plane, on this planet, in this earth school?
1: Yes and the uh, first question uh, why do they communicate with us mm-hmm. they continue loving us just the way that they they did before right. it's rather like they just got on a plane and they're living in a different country but they still love us just as much they're carrying on with their lives but they want to have contact they want that telephone call from that other country to come through so they want to know that we're okay and uh, and they want us to know that they're okay now it is true that they have a different perspective so they know that life continues that We are spiritual beings having a physical experience that we are infinite. That we will have that reunion in the future. But at the same time, they still know that we are on on Earth missing them. And they wish that they could have experiences with us on the Earth plane. So there is a a desire to have that kind of communication. But as far as whether the communication is going to affect us in Earth school they can communicate with us and in fact they do communicate with us and we also get communication from guides helpers and others and these things are are cues they're helping they mm-hmm. their heuristics their ways of ena- enabling us to go through our period of time on earth school most fruitfully and they don't interfere though they can't right. uh, then just uh, tell us but they do sometimes for instance you'll hear mm-hmm. the voice you know the voice is sure. when Somebody has, uh, they're driving down the road and all of a sudden they hear the voice Mm -hmm. and it says to them, don't, don't go into that intersection. And that's a very common phenomenon. And that's because the person on the other side has been given permission to be able to set to help that person to avoid that accident that would have happened by giving them the voice by saying, don't go into that intersection we get the voice we we get communication all the time they're always communicating with us they want to communicate with us because they want to continue the relationship we can still have an ongoing relationship with those who have crossed on to the next realm of life all we have to do is learn how to communicate
0: but but isn't there something else that, that they would rather be doing than just trying to communicate with us all the time like it, what, what is their all right, they've been to Earth School, they've gone back to the consciousness or consciousness central for a lack of better words. Is that all they need to do is communicate with us?
1: What's no, the objective?
0: Have, what is the higher plan?
1: <laughs> they do have their own lives, and they actually have occupations. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they they will do many of them one, the things that they had always wanted to do. I don't know if you've seen Groundhog Day. Oh sure, but, yeah, with but, Bill Murray. Yeah, or, well, that's a really good uh, yeah. example of what what happens. But you don't reincarnate in that way. So mm-hmm. people don't come back as that same person. But the fact that he wanted to learn how to play the piano. And so he did learn how to play the piano. And then we are able to do what we want to do on the next plane of life. The people have occupations. Some of them are helpers who are helping people who cross over. Others are, are working as decorators in houses and, and building houses. And they have occupations.
0: Well, wait they a sec. Hold on, hold on. Are you, are you telling me that in the next level there are physical houses, there are physical jobs? It sounds a lot yes. like this earth school.
1: It is exactly like earth school. So in other words, this spiritual plane continues on the next spiritual mm-hmm. plane, but it's enhanced. It's greatly enhanced. Things are much better there.
0: I, I'm but, having a hard time understanding the words physical plane, and then we're talking about physical houses, and then there's jobs. This, the, that doesn't seem to work together for some reason.
1: Yeah, it doesn't intuitively, people, because we haven't been reared to believe that. We haven't been, I mean, we think of people going to the next Mm -hmm. realm of life and and worshiping God all day long and and strumming hearts on clouds. And so that's all a mythology. The fact of the matter is that this spiritual plane that we're on, the earth plane, and and the next spiritual plane that we're on, are very much the same. And the reason is because we really need that continuity. When we go over to the next plane of life, we're going to be really freaked out if the next plane of life is right. very different. You know, if I if I go on to the next plane of life and, and it's full of people in igloos, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Inuits, and, and they're living their Inuit lives there. And that's not what I want. What I want is I want to be able to see houses like I have. I want to see my, my mother and my father in a house. And um, and very often when people pass over, they they are going to live in a house that was like the house they had as a mm-hmm. child.
0: All right, doctor, stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exxon Nation, Dr. Craig Hogan is our special guest. And we're talking about the afterlife and uh, afterlife communication this hour here in the Exxon. For more information about Dr. Hogan and the Afterlife Institute, visit www.afterlifeinstitute.org. This is the Exxon. I'm Rob McConnell. We'll be back on the other side of the news. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Exxon. I'm Rob McConnell. You're listening to us around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network and on the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Um, Before we get back to our guest, Dr. Hogan, we're talking about this uh, in this hour, you know, afterlife, afterlife studies, afterlife communication, and much more. A reminder about some of the other great shows we have here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. We have a different perspective with Dr. Kevin Randall. We have Paranormal Stakeout with Larry Lawson. Mission Evolution with Gwilda Wiecka, Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Biteman, M.D. Know the Name, Know the Genius in You with uh, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and Too Good to Be True with, uh, with uh, Justina and Peter Marsh for the entire broadcast schedule. Visit www.xzbn.net. Dr. Craig Hogan is our guest. Once again, his website is www.afterlifeinstitute.org. You know, Doctor, I've I've been listening over the last half hour, and this is very interesting material that that you and the other members of the Afterlife Institute uh, are into and, and, you know, spreading the word. But on another plane, it sounds a lot like religious philosophy, because we're talking about, you know, the words, are the names are different, but it seems the concept is the same.
1: There are things about the religions that they have intuited mm-hmm. that are correct, but most of what they've intuited is not correct. And so much of what we do is to try to correct the misconceptions that people right. have.
0: It, it seems that what, what the Institute is trying to do is to modernize the, uh, the religious philosophy and bring it into... New age terminology,
1: yeah, and it, well, it is uh, 21st century terminology, and, and you're right. We have learned so much yeah. now. There is a science of the afterlife, mm-hmm. and we so we have the people who are the scholars in the afterlife and who are writing the books and doing the studies, and and these people are MDS and and uh, PhDs and and physicists, and right. there are people who are who would before have been considered. Scientists materialist scientists that they wouldn't have believed in such a thing but those who have gone into the study of the afterlife and afterlife communication and have really allowed the evidence to take them where it would take them mm-hmm. Have come away realizing that the afterlife is a reality that, that what we are is we are eternal beings We're having a physical experience but it is something which is a, this is a joyful time and even the transition from this life in the next life is a rebirth and it's a joyous time that families should be sharing together when the person passes into the next life.
0: How do we know? How do we know, sir, that this this consciousness and this this way of looking at the afterlife that we've been discussing over the last half hour is, is really true? It's just not another mythology, a mythology for the time, so to speak. How do we know this is really real? What is the evidence?
1: Yeah, and what we do is, because it's a science, now we are looking for corroboration. Mm-hmm. So what we want to see is we want to see that from a great variety of sources, they're all coming up with the same conclusions. We want to see the same facts from different uh, sources throughout time and throughout geographical areas and cultures. And, and what we're finding is there's a, an, a really wonderful website called afterlifedata.com, and uh, they have done a tremendous amount of work. They have vast libraries of information on the afterlife from the sources that we have. And they have found a 97% consensus among all of the sources right. uh, about the afterlife and what we know about the afterlife now. But, but, so, but again,
0: wouldn't, it wouldn't, was, <laughs> wouldn't it be safe to say, sir, that the 97% is based on people who are believers in the afterlife and not the mass population? And if, that, if the mass population isn't included in these figures, how would the figure skew differently?
1: The sources that we're getting are actually the sources from the other side. So when I say sources, I'm not talking about the people on this side. I'm talking about the people on the other side. So we're getting them coming through uh-huh. from the other side. And the people on this side are just like transcribers. You know, they're, they're just mediums who are, who are letting the information
0: come through. So how can so, we take anything from the other side as evidence and fact?
1: Uh, Because of the fact that it's corroborated and we get it from a a great variety of of methods of Mm -hmm. means we have uh, instrumental transcommunication, which means we use instruments such as video and Recording we have mental mediumship Uh physical mediumship We uh, and you mentioned about the, the masses of people and whether it's coming from them or not We are having parents now who are learning how to communicate with their children uh, and you'll see, if you get on Amazon.com, mm-hmm. you'll find dozens of books by parents who have yeah. written books about their communication with their children. And these, because of the fact that it's a parent communicating with the child, you know that that's a reality. You All know right, now, now their, can you explain to our
0: audience what you mean by communicating with their child?
1: They communicate with their child through mediums. Uh, through uh, and sometimes the mediums are mental mediums, meaning mm-hmm. they're getting them, th- them through their mind. Right. Sometimes they're physical mediums, which means that the people can actually materialize in a room, and they can talk to them in the room. And I've been in, in these materialization medium seances in which the people have materialized and stood in front of us and talked to us.
0: Now, has and, has that uh, been recorded? Has it been validated?
1: Yes. Yeah. So we have the validations of that. We have the, the recordings. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are recordings now in infrared,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, as well as recordings on in audio. And some of them now are being recorded in full light. So we are getting the recordings from them in various means. And they've been validated. The, the medium, is, who is a physical medium, is confined to a chair, is strapped to a chair. And, and everyone who comes to the seance then will examine the chair, examine the straps. They're, they're zip-tied to the mm-hmm. chair so they can't get out. So we know that it isn't the medium. Their they, mouths are bound with tape. Uh, in the case of Leslie Flint, who was a direct voice medium, they actually gave him pink liquid to put into his mouth. And then he had to spit it out afterwards uh, and to, just to prove that he had not been using his voice. They put a throat microphone on him to prove it wasn't his voice. <laughs> And so that we've had validations of the mm. fact that these are the people coming through, and they have wonderful things to say to us. So that's just another area of validations.
0: Now, when you, re- when you when were talking about communication uh, between parents and the children, are, you're, you're naturally talking about children who have, have passed away or died or were stillborns or prior to birth. What are we talking about here?
1: Yeah, we're talking about the children uh, who have passed away. Mm-hmm. And the communication is with the children, and it can be children of any age. Right. It can also be children who have not come to term for any reason, for abortion, for stillbirth, anything. We we know that those children, if they're loved by the parents on Mm -hmm. this side, they are born into the next realm of life, on that next plane of life. And they then are reared there. They actually grow up there. And the reunion that happens when the, the parents come over to the next plane of life, the reunion is with that child who has grown up and is the age that the child would have been on the earth plane. Now and we have those recordings, too.
0: Okay, now, if a child who, let's say, dies at a very young age, goes to the next plane and their spirit evolves to being a person, uh, you know, when mum and dad pass, then they're met by the person who, Who's on the other side who would be the age the actual age today compared to when they passed away um, Does the person keep on getting old they how, does, do it, how does the age work because once again sure if on the other side you keep on getting older, what do you turn into
1: yeah. Well, what happens is on the other side, a person who is uh, elderly, for instance, a person who is in advanced adulthood, Mm -hmm. then will have the the body that they just would have preferred to have. They don't have to ask for it. It's simply something that, that they have as their body. And the body is usually in the in their 20s and 30s. Mm. So we know that these people then are at that level. The, the children who go over and grow up on the next plane will grow up into that level, into that age. And so then the the people who are living there are in the prim, prime of life. There is no beginning and no ending. There is no ending to it. So we don't have to worry about the maturing and then going into the, into the next realm. They can stay there. We have one, there's a book by Anthony Borgia that I recommend for everybody called Life in the World Unseen. And in Borgia's book, he takes people through the afterlife and what it's like there and, and takes them on tours. And there is a person there who said he has been there for 1,000 of Earth's years. And we have Leslie Flint, who was the, the, the medium from the 20th 20th century, Mm -hmm. who had people come through in his seances. And Confucius came through. We had soldiers from the Roman Empire come through. And they were all the individuals, and they had not gone on to be something else. They had stayed in the next realm of life.
0: But what about the people, for example, before humanity of that? We know Confucius, the Roman Empire. What about Neanderthals? Do they also... Are they also there, or, or is or is this consciousness very selective on who gets in and who doesn't get in?
1: We've never communicated with a Neanderthal. Why not? Or, yeah, and just we we have never had that instance. Um, and most of the fact, uh, the reason for that is the fact that the people who communicate with us mm-hmm. are our loved ones. So they're people who are from the recent past. But those who do communicate, like those from the Roman Empire right. or those from Egypt, ancient yeah. Egypt. When they communicate with us, they are, in, uh, they are historically significant to us. And so we communicate with them. We have not uh, had any instances in which somebody's communicated with a Neanderthal. But well, what
0: about Molly the milkmaid who worked at a farm in Devonshire, England? Why is it always somebody famous or somebody that is known? Why isn't it just sometimes a member of the public who wants to make the communication?
1: Yeah, and that does happen and Leslie Flint, the medium I was telling about mm-hmm. from the from the twentieth uh, century had people come through in, in order to help us to understand what happens in the afterlife. But he had a great variety of people come through. He had a, a, a man who was a highwayman. Right. He had a hangman come through and describe what happened to him. He had a woman who, who is um, who was a Salvation Army worker. In, All right, and Craig, I hate to
0: do this, but we've got to take our final break. Please stand by. And explanation. when we return, we'll wrap up this hour with our special guest this hour, Dr. Craig Hogan, his website, afterlifeinstitute.org. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Dr. Craig Hogan is my guest, www.afterlifeinstitute.org. First of all, doctor, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a great pleasure talking to you. Um, my question to start off this segment is, how do we know that what people experience when they communicate with the other side, just isn't part of grief.
1: Yeah, the uh, the messages that people get are very often uh, messages that they need that they don't want to get. Mm-hmm. So that they will get advice from the people who are coming through on the other side and, and they will be words that they don't want to hear, but that they're words that are, they need at this stage in their life and it helps them, it, it instructs them, gives them a, a way, a path that they can right. go through to improve their life. So it isn't that the, that the individual who's getting the messages is getting the messages that, that he or she would have made up, or that they would have come to them. The other thing is, they tell us things from the other side that we just would not have known. Such as so that they there is one instance in which a person went through what's called a self-guided afterlife communication. Mm-hmm session in a self-guided we actually teach them how to go to put themselves into a state of mind in which they can have an afterlife communication anyone can do it it's free it's online and we teach people how to do it so in this instance the person who was having a self-guided afterlife communication was having a conversation with his uh, with her mother Mm -hmm. and uh, during the conversation then suddenly she saw a little girl and little girl she saw, got the sense that the little girl was saying her name is Brenda she was wearing a, an apron and she was cooking and and she was making what what looked like uh, roll-ups which are these doughs that you roll and things into and mm-hmm. and she was putting jalapeno peppers in them of all things and and so the woman uh, then realized that this Brenda was the the child of a friend of hers uh, who had and the child had passed away and so to, as soon as she finished this session when she was uh, got out of having this self-guided afterlife communication she then called the woman and said you know I, I just saw what looked like your daughter Brenda and she had an apron on and, and, and uh, she described the apron and the woman said oh yes that's that was that was her apron and uh, she said uh, well she was cooking and, and she said oh yes we used to love to cook together and then the woman said, but the craziest thing is, you know, I saw her putting jalapeno peppers into a mm-hmm. roll-up. That's a, the weirdest thing I'd ever seen. And, she, and the woman said, oh, no, we always used to do that. We loved putting mm-hmm. jalapeno peppers into roll-ups. We have dozens and dozens of those kinds of, th- of, of testimonies from people, couldn't, things they couldn't have known.
0: What, uh, is, what is the guess, state of mind that a person has to be in to have a, a communication with a deceased loved one?
1: All they have to do is be receptive. So what that means is we have to shut down the physical realm. And you can do that in meditation. Mm-hmm. You can do that by through self-hypnosis. And once you shut down the physical realm and you open yourself and, and you're willing to receive the communication, the communicators are always there because they know you're trying. And so when you try to communicate, then the, the, when you ask a question, for right. instance, or make a statement, the first thing that comes into your mind is going to be their response because they respond very quickly. Sometimes they respond before you finish asking the question. And so what happens is people just have to get used to that. They just have to get used to speaking to the people who are living on the next plane of life in a different way through using the mind, and that means relaxing to the point where you don't have the physical realm getting in the way and there's not a noise, and, and you, you can do it in meditation, you can do it through self-hypnosis. And once you've done that, then you allow those messages to come through, you make statements, you ask them things, you begin the conversation, and immediately they will communicate back with you.
0: Is there a connection, in your opinion, sir, between afterlife communication and those who seek ghosts in the paranormal?
1: Yeah, now, uh, when we talk about ghosts, there are different varieties of spirits, and one of them is if there's... In a, a house, for instance, that, that is a haunted house. Mm-hmm. If there is uh, some ghost that can repetitively does the same things over and over again, then that's a memory on the ether. In other words, there's no spirit there. That's a, a memory that someone uh, that the ether holds, that the ether that's surrounding the earth holds. There are uh, though others who are earthbound, which means that they have gone out of the body, but their minds are still on the earth plane. And the earthbounds then can be there for centuries and they can be there for a variety of reasons One of them can be that they have unfinished business that they want to stay around a loved one It can be that they're mischievous and those are poltergeists Those are the ones who do the mischief and throw things around rooms and and make Scratches on people's bodies uh, So th- and there are different kinds of ghosts and, and, but then what we're talking about is communication with with loved ones who have gone on so they have left the earth plane, their minds are no longer on the earth plane, but they come back because they get our thoughts. They're always connected to us through our thoughts. So why so don't it,
0: these other spirits go past the earth plane? Why do they remain?
1: Well, a lot of them do it because they get a kick out of it. For instance, uh, an, arsonist, uh, an arsonist who passes into the uh, into the spirit realm. Mm-hmm would want to stay on the Earth plane because he wants to light more fires. He can't do that if he goes on. But how can a a
0: spirit light fires?
1: What he does is he finds people on the Earth plane who are arsonists themselves, Mm -hmm. or who have tendencies, and he influences them through his thoughts, through its telepathy, uh, telepathy, and he influences them through his thoughts to light fires. He telling through his thoughts he says, what, "Look at that building. Can mm-hmm. you imagine what it'd be like if you had fire engines coming up and it was in flames?" And he influences them. So we have people who are alcoholics mm-hmm. who are who are surrounding people uh, who are alcoholics in spirit who are surrounding people who are alcoholics on this plane of life, and arsonists and and violent offenders and. Uh, there are those people who are earthbound who are just getting their kicks, and that's the reason they stay earthbound. They don't want to go on. And uh, the other ones are, are there because they may have a loved one who's grieving. But, and so but doesn't that possible. go against
0: what the the evolutionary progression of consciousness would be?
1: Yeah, and, and they eventually will go on. So they eventually, they, they can't stay there forever. And so they eventually will go on, and they, there are counselors who are trying to get them to go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, On the other side counselors on the other side who are trying to get them to go on And we do have counselors on this side people who uh, who will try to rescue them They are rescuers and so they'll actually go into the state of mind in which they can communicate with these people who are earthbound. Uh, these are people who are living on this plane of life, but they can go into that spirit realm, and they can help to rescue them by convincing them that they need to go on. They need to go on to the next realm of life, and and that they shouldn't stay
0: in this realm. So that so that, so that would co- that would that would validate the claims of exorcism.
1: Yes. So, in, uh, in other words, in, in exorcism. It's not that that a a spirit can possess in the sense of taking over a a person on this plane of life. Mm -hmm. But what they can do is they can have such a great influence on them, especially somebody who is weak. Uh, on this plane of life, then then they can take they can have such an influence on them that it's like they were possessed And so an exorcism then we can get rid of that spirit a medium There are there are mediums who are able to help people to go beyond mm-hmm. people on the side of life to go beyond that stage, to be able to get rid of that spirit, and to help that spirit go out of their life. So there are ways in which we can help people to get rid of these spirits. We just have to have them understand that they are people, they if, are individuals. Who but are if, we're saying,
0: if we're saying that religion is a mythology, how can we then say, well, exorcism works if it's based on a mythology?
1: Yeah, and it, it is an exorcism that's religiously based. In fact, the exorcisms are are done by mediums.
0: Well, oh, uh, and not in not in all cases, sir. Not in all cases. Yeah,
1: yeah and and they uh, there are Roman Catholic priests, yes. especially, who do exorcisms, uh, and uh, they have mixed success. Mm-hmm. And the reason they have mixed success is because the, those who are earthbound are not bound by anything that a, that a Catholic priest does. They will continue. They will continue to do what they do if they want to. Right. But on the other hand, they will realize if, if they come into that situation that they are not wanted. Uh, they may not have realized that before. They they realize they're not wanted, and so many of them will leave just because of the fact that, that it's inhospitable for them. They're not wanted. They finally realize that that's true, and they will go.
0: So why but would if, a, why would a medium have better? Excuse me. Why would a medium have better success?
1: Well, the medium is able to find out why the person's there, mm, so why is that person in the house? Why is that poltergeist there and what what is it that they're trying to communicate right. and then sometimes the family that lives there can make arrangements with the poltergeist so they don't have to leave, uh, for instance, saying that the poltergeist is only going to uh, stick around during the daytime or something like that and, and it's not going to frighten guests who come in, uh, but the medium is able to communicate with this person who is in spirit, who is a mind living on the physical realm and is able to then communicate with them and help them to go on or else help them to negotiate something with the people who are living there.
0: Dr. Hogan, uh, the time when you and I must say so long has come. Quickly let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and uh, how they can find out more about the Afterlife Institute.
1: Yeah, I would love to have anybody who wants to go to afterlifeinstitute.org and you can communicate with me through that. You can also send me email if you want at r. Craig Hogan at afterlifeinstitute.org.
0: Doctor Craig Hogan, thank you very much, sir. Continued success, and we look forward to the next time you and I meet here in the X Zone or on the other side. All right, X Zone Nation, I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the X Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Are you a believer or, or, like me on this one, a skeptic? I don't know. Just didn't make sense. Kind of looped around, going nowhere. But, takes a lot to convince me now, doesn't an explanation? We'll be back on the other side as we continue this investigation into the world of the paranormal the science of parapsychology after all this is the exome broadcast network where we're always searching for answers but demanding the truth